Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. All right, set the scoreboard for you. Penguins lead the Capitals 2-1 after 40 minutes. Predators and Jets coming up in half an hour. The Blue Jays lead the Indians 1-0 in the top of the third. Second game of a twin bill. Blue Jays won the opener 13-11 in 11 innings. And in the NBA tonight, the Raptors lose to the Cavaliers 128-110. Cleveland up 2-0 in the series. The Oil Kings take Dylan Gunther first overall in the WHL Bantam Draft. Oil Kings general manager Randy Hanch will join us in about half an hour. Bill Torrey has passed away at the age of 83. Former NHL general manager with the Panthers, the Islanders, and the Oakland Seals. That's how long he was in the league. He was uh, the GM for the Islanders when they won those four Stanley Cups from 19. 19- 80 to 1983. My name is Reed Wilkins, live at Commonwealth Stadium, as we're also keeping a very close eye on the CFL draft tonight. The Edmonton Eskimos are on the clock with their first selection in the draft. It comes in at uh, 10th overall. Heard that story there that Thomas is reading that uh, Twitter is saying everybody should change their, their passwords, though they've, they've fixed the problem. How many people have password as their password? I've never done that. But apparently it's quite common. Uh, I, I, somebody told me once, do you know what the most fun password to have is? And I'm thinking, like, what are you talking about? Who has a, who has a fun password? A password is a password. It's not meant for entertainment purposes. And this person says to me, no, no, Reed, the best password you can have is detonate. Because you get to type in detonate, enter. <laughs> Maybe a little twisted. Not gonna lie to you. So at some point in your life, just try having detonate as a password for something and see how that feels. No? All right. <laughs> All right, Reed Wilkins with you. Inside Sports on six thirty Chad. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm likely I'm going to owe Jack Michaels a uh, dinner at Northern Chicken because I he put out that sassy tweet a couple of days ago prior to game one between the Raptors and Cavaliers. Jack saying there's uh, no way that the Raptors win this series. They're not beating LBJ and company. And I said, Jack, let's bet. And uh, we have bet, and the Cavaliers have promptly won the first two games on the road. I'm not a big, I'm not a big better in terms of making bets with other people on sporting events. I've never been like, oh, we're going to bet this, or you owe me this, or you owe me that. Uh, certainly, I will do uh, pools. I'll uh, do the uh, DraftKings event, you know, play fantasy football, stuff like that. Uh, but I've never been much of a betting other people. I know some people get pretty crazy bets at times. 
you know, you start betting larger sums of money or uh, rounds of golf or uh, spaceships. If you're Lando Calrissian and Han Solo, you're making bets for for, for each other's spaceships. I've never been one, but I will likely be. Uh, I maybe I should do this. Should I go double or nothing? with Jack on the uh, Penguins Capital Series because obviously he's insisting that the Penguins are going to win. The Capitals lead the series, though they're down in the game tonight. I don't know. Maybe that's a way for me to, to even it out in the uh, in the chicken world. <laughs> in the uh, chicken world. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll see if the Raptors can bounce back in that in that series. The Eskimos are on the clock, 10th overall. Great to have Ryan King drop by. Uh, earlier in the show, he was taken by the Eskimos 38th overall in 2012 out of St. Mary's. He had quite the story uh, about how when he was uh, playing, went to play university football, they, they changed the rules midstream for him and said, okay, a, a player can only have seven years maximum of junior and, uh, and U sports or CIS football combined. So he'd played four years Edmonton Wildcats, three years St. Mary's Huskies, and then was told, well, that's it for your eligibility. You've used it up. So it's in 2011, he's hoping to put on a great show and be a great player then get drafted in 2012 and uh, he couldn't play, but he told the story about how he coached and then uh, took some student loan money to go get some uh, training and long snapping training in in, uh, in San Diego. So things worked out pretty well for him. Well, uh, we've had Stephanie Labbe on the show before. She's uh, a very decorated Canadian soccer player, obviously bronze medalist, uh, playing goal at the uh, 2016 Rio Olympics. She's uh, was born in Edmonton. Stephanie, you're on with Reed Wilkins. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for checking in. Uh, as I mentioned, we've we've talked before. Usually, uh, sort of more straightforward sports stories. We've talked about your your preparation or or uh, highs and lows in your careers and some of your work away from the game. Um, Stephanie, this one's a, a little more unusual because uh, the the short version is is that you made a team but aren't allowed to play for that team. Uh, I'll, I'll let you put the full story in your own words, though, if you can. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that is a very short story. Uh, the long, the little bit of a longer story is uh, I decided at the end of my, my pro season last year I wanted to try something a little different and challenge myself in a, a whole new way. Um, and so I decided to try out for a men's team and I decided to, to try to push for something that, you know, no female in Canada has ever done before. Um, so I got in touch with a couple coaches and had some resistance, but Finally, I, I chatted with Tommy Wielden Jr. here at uh, Foothills, and he opened the door for me to, to come try out, uh, show that I can compete. And um, if I was able to show that and if I was able to compete and, and make a roster spot, then he would be completely open to it and that he would judge me based on my abilities and not on my gender. And, um, yeah, he was super open about it. So I, I came in and been training hard every day and, and integrating with the team and um, have felt so welcome from day one, the the players, the staff, the club, everyone's been so great about it and has really just treated me um, like another player on the team. And um, now that it's kind of come time where, you know, I I was doing well and and competing where um, Tommy, you know, started to talk to the league that he he wanted to sign me. But unfortunately, the league has come back and said that, um, you know, this is a a male league and and no women allowed. Okay, so... 
That seems odd to me, Stephanie, because there is precedent, and I know even Shannon Zabados, who I've been interviewing since she was playing in the AJHL in in a league with you know males under the age of twenty, that if a woman is 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 good enough to make a men's league, I I can't remember a circumstance where she's been told no. So why have yeah. you been told that you've been told no? Um, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, I guess something that was on my mind when I was pursuing this was that other women have done it in other sports. So, so why not soccer? You know, why, why can't this happen here? And um, I think the, the issue here is that it's never been done before. No one's ever asked these questions. No one's ever challenged it. So the rules, the rules are there and no one's ever challenged those rules. So um, the league has never had to revisit them and, and really look at them. And unfortunately, you know, we are having this conversation because we shouldn't be in, in this day and age. But uh, I think the biggest thing is that we've challenged the league and, and we've opened the conversation up. And, you know, I'm hoping that, that they do take a forward stance because, you know, their their initial statement said that I have other options and there's a pro league that I can play in. But, you know, that pro league is down in the U.S. I don't have a pro league in Canada to play in. So, um, that's not really a viable option for me to to play professionally with a women's team here in Canada. So, uh, so, so yeah. So, this, so sorry to interrupt. They're they're saying that because there's a women's pro league in the United States, they're not going to let you play in this men's league in Canada. Um, yeah, that's kind of their initial response, and the fact that in the rules it says that this is a male league, so I'm not a male. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, well, that that fair enough. Uh, yeah. Stephanie Labbe joining us. So, what what is the th- this league you've tried out for? What would the caliber be? Because um, we you know we had FC Edmonton in here. So is it like a tier below that, or what are we looking at here? So it'd be a, a pretty similar to that. It's a North American league, and so the the basis of this league is it's a U twenty three league, but. You're allowed to have, I'm not sure the exact number, don't quote me on it, but it's between like five and eight over 23. Um, And so, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, So you're allowed a few over 23s. And um, for me, it's just, you know, I was hoping to be one of those players and to be able to, to kind of bring that expertise to this team. But I think the, the thing here is that, like I said, it, it is new and it's something different and I'm just hoping that we can um, challenge this and, and really look at it as, you know, that this league is great and it's, it's for developing young male players and developing players to, to go into the professional world and, um, you know, I want to support that too. Okay. So are you still hopeful you're going you're gonna to play for this team or, or do you think it's, you know, you're just going to move on and, but still kind of fight this? Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm realistic and I understand that this rule might not be changed overnight. It's not something that can just happen with a flick of a switch, unfortunately, but I'm putting in the fight and, you know, I want to challenge it. I want them to take it to the board of directors and I want them to take it to the higher-ups to revisit this because I think it is an old rule that, that re- needs to be revisited and re-challenged and, and looked at again because whether it's for me being able to play within the next two months or it's for a young girl who's you know, following this journey and, and dreams about doing it herself one day, I hope that she doesn't have to face these same barriers. Yeah, it's, it seems a little odd, like I mentioned, given the precedent that has happened in other sports and in, in pretty much all levels of those sports. And I, and I cited Shannon Zabados as, uh, as a great example. And I know she was one person who reached out to you, at least on social media, uh, showing a little support. Have you found... 
and, and I know you've been doing other interviews. Obviously, have have you been found people are supportive? Have have you been getting? I mean, unfortunately, I'm sure you're getting some probably in, inappropriate responses as well that that aren't helpful. But you know, have you got any sort of uh, responses that maybe are saying, "Well, Stephanie, have you looked at it this way?" Like, what's the reaction kind of been? Yeah, I mean, for sure, I think overwhelming positive response. I think that the biggest thing is I'm raising an issue and I'm starting a conversation that needs to be had. Um, and, yeah, there's been so much positive, And, of course, there are negatives. There's, people are going to see it from all different perspectives. And, and I welcome the negative criticism because that's what, what makes conversations happen and that's what makes us really look at things. You know, there's a freedom of speech aspect here and everybody has their own opinion and they're completely welcome to that. And um, I think, you know, the biggest thing, the, the one that kind of gets me is when people say, well, if you're allowed to play in a men's league, then a man should be able to play in a women's league. And I think my reaction to that is that there's, there's a pretty uh, obvious genetic biological difference between males and females. And so when, you, when it comes to athletics and those biological differences, that's why we create women's leagues, is so that women's have, women have the opportunity to play in a professional league and not have to compete against somebody who may be genetically superior to them or um, have stronger, faster um, abilities within their body. But for a female, if you're able to overcome those physical characteristics and those, those genetic things that if you're able to overcome that and also be able to bring the same amount of um, technical abilities to the game, then why shouldn't you be able to compete with them? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was asked that earlier today by one of the hosts on the station. Well, why why couldn't a man go play in a women's league? And I said, look, it's not. It, it, I know it's 2018, but it's not sexist to say that generally men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women at the highest level of sports, right? But like you said, if a woman can make that league, then then, then why shouldn't she uh, be allowed to play? Stephanie, be- before we wrap it up, and I know your dog needs your attention probably more than I do, but I, I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, no problem. But, you, I mean, you're, you're obviously a great story with, uh, with Edmonton. You were in Stony Plain, too, for a lot of your life, wasn't it? Yep, that's where I was born and raised. Yeah, so obviously, you know, you're, you're uh, northern Albertan through and through, and I know you were doing some great work, and it kind of along these lines, you've done some great work about just keeping uh, women and girls active in sports and, and, you know, using sports to kind of give them confidence and empower them. I think it was the, the Like a Girl campaign you were, you were a part of as well. Can you just update us on anything in your life, uh, any work you're doing in those areas? Yeah, I mean, I, that's something I'm super passionate about. And, um, you know, I know that when girls are young and they're starting to feel the pressures of, um, you know, whether they want to stay in sports or not, I know how much sport has given to my life and how much sport has helped me, not only in my specific soccer career, but in who I am as a person, the relationships I've created over the years, the connections, the the characteristics I've built, the self-confidence I've, I have because of sport, um, all of those things, you know, that those are the things I want to embody and, and hopefully show young girls, you know, how sport has helped me um, become the person and the human that I am today is because of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm actively trying to encourage young girls to stay in sports no matter what. And I think this is this issue goes back to that. You know, when we're on the, on the schoolyard and, and we're picking teams to play soccer out at recess or, or baseball or whatever it is, you know, I want girls to feel that they can compete with the boys in gym class just as much as, you know, the boys can be there. So I think that, that this is a bigger issue than, than, you know, me just wanting to be on this, this men's soccer team. It's, it's about inspiring young girls and, and showing them that if they can compete, they can compete. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. 
Well, Stephanie, well said, and it's always great to have you on the show. We we got to try to talk more often because you're always so intelligent and, and, and well spoken, and you have an incredible perspective on things. And thanks for updating us uh, on the story here with the with the Foothills soccer team. I know it's a, a kind of a stressful and unusual situation for you, but thanks a lot for sharing and all the best. Let's talk again soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That is Stephanie Labbe checking in tonight. Inside Sports on six thirty, Chet. So. Uh, yeah, they, she was uh, told pretty bluntly it's it's a men's league uh, and you can go play on a women's league, but that's in the United States. She doesn't want to go play uh, on that uh, in that league, and she was good enough to make the team uh, in Calgary. So uh, kind of kind of an odd situation. I, I don't really know if there's a precedent for it. Uh, I know Shannon Zabados tweeted out, I've been fortunate to play in leagues that only focus on skill, ability, and most importantly, development. They do not discriminate based on race, sex, or age. And then she thanks some of the leagues she has played in, including ACAC Men's Hockey and the Alberta Junior Hockey League. And she says, thank you for developing me into the player I am today. That was in reaction to Stephanie Labbe being uh, left out, left out uh, for the Calgary's uh, Foothills men's soccer team from the Premier Development League. That's a feeder league in North America, mostly under 23 players. There are allowed a few over 23. Obviously, Stephanie would fit that bill. It is 7:22. The Eskimos have made their pick, 10th overall, Godfrey Onyeka, defensive back from Wilford Laurier University in Waterloo, Ontario, where I uh, visited last week. Godfrey Onyeka, defensive back from Wilfrid Laurier, taken 10th overall by the Edmonton Eskimos. Inside Sports on 630 Jet. The Shift with Drax. Can't sleep? Working the late shift? Just a night out? The Shift with Drax has got you covered. 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Here's what's coming up tonight. The Shift with Drax. Tonight, live in studio, Jamie Kennedy. You probably know him from the Jamie Kennedy Experiment and all the Scream movies. He is in Canada doing some stand-up, and he joins us in studio tonight. It's a Canadian conversation with a fresh perspective. The Shift with Drex. 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. on 6.30 Chet. What does warm weather sound like? Does it sound like this? Or this? Maybe. But what it really sounds like is this. Means it's Mustang season at your Ford dealer, and nothing says warm weather like taking the new 2018 Mustang out for a spin. And with 310 horsepower, it's time to hit the open road. Mustang season starts at 28839. Visit findyourford.ca or see your Alberta Ford dealer for details. Variable dealer charges excluded. This is not a call to action, this is a call to arms. A rally cry to unite the most respected and feared city in CFL history Edmonton the city of champions where opposing teams hate to play because they know where they stand here they don't stand a chance we are more than a team we are one empire eskimos tickets on sale now join the empire at esks.com Today, we can expect a warm front that'll bring temperatures up 5 degrees, followed by gusting winds, freezing rain, blazing heat, and intermittent sunshine. And, oh, now there's a blue swirl on the map, which probably means cold? Then tomorrow, snow and a high of 25. You know what? Your guess is as good as mine. Donna, back to you. Don't depend on the weatherman. Get Hankook all-season tires instead. Purchase by May 31st, and you'll get up to $80 back. For details, go to HankookTire.com. Greg Christensen from Christensen Developments. Like all Christensen communities, Southwoods Court North is designed to be a fun, active, and social community. 
It's also energy efficient with a geothermal heating system and cogeneration unit to reduce your monthly living expenses. Imagine retirement living in a new open design suite with spacious balcony and no worries of unexpected repair bills that come with an older home. Call Lynn for a personal VIP tour or information on our Tuesday seminars. Learn more at cdlhomes.com. From the time we're born, there are limits all around us. Speed limits. Height limits. You gotta be this tall to get on this ride. You are not this tall. Seriously? You know what you can do with your limits, right? Get to the Jeep No Limits event, where you can get a 2018 Jeep Cherokee with up to 15% off MSRP for total discounts up to $7,500. No limits. Nowhere in sight. See your Jeep retailer for details. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 7.25. Penguins up 2-1 on the Capitals. 11 and a half minutes left in the third period. Jets and Predators about to get underway in Winnipeg. What a series that has been. Live from Commonwealth Stadium tonight, I'm Reed Wilkins. We've had some great guests on the show. Stephanie Labbe was just on. Ryan King, Eskimos long snapper, was uh, telling some tales about his draft year and draft day experience. The Eskimos have picked 10th overall. Godfrey Onyeka Morley, defensive back from Wilfrid Laurier University. And we just briefly, and, and we're going to try and turn this tape around so you can hear it later yourself, but uh, talked to Eskimos GM Brock Sunderland, and he really really stressed uh, his athleticism and his size and the way he plays the game. Very aggressive defensively, very aggressive physically. So that's what he liked about him. That's what uh, kind of drew his eye to him. And I know every GM says this all the time, but he said he had he had him rated in the first round. And, he, right. and that's kind of they said they had 10 players ranked in the first round that were all pretty good equal as far as good right. enough to be in the first round. So that's why he was confident making that trade to drop down to the 10th spot because they knew they were going to get a guy they felt could be in the first round. Well, he's pretty happy, I think, with what and, he's got. And we're starting to see some Canadians in the defensive backfield outside of safety with Argent Colhoun yeah. from the Eskimos being a great example. And that's the one thing where where, uh, where where Godfrey can can come in and he can maybe if he earns it, he can be a backup at two spots. Like that's right. his, He's played cornerback in college and that's his strength, but he's also like most Canadian DBs and like most people who play in the defensive backfield, you got to learn all the positions, right? So to have an opportunity for him to back up at two spots is also something that, that bodes well for him. So. It was also the WHL draft today. Oil Kings general manager Randy Hanch is up next. All right, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad Penguin still up 2-1 on the Capitals. Four minutes left in the third period there. The Raptors lost by 18 points to the Cavaliers. Cavs are up 2-0 in the series. The Eskimos have selected Godfrey Onyeka with their first pick in the CFL draft. It was the first pick in the second round, 10th overall. The Eskimos didn't have a first rounder. They uh, traded the 6th overall to Hamilton yesterday. And also, the Edmonton Oil Kings today in the uh, WHL Bantam draft selected Edmonton's Dylan Gunther first overall out of the Northern Alberta Extreme. And I'm pleased to be joined by Oil Kings General Manager Randy Hanch. Randy, you're on with Reed. I know you've had a really busy couple of days, so thank you so much for uh, making time for how are you doing? Hey, first of all, anytime, Reed. Appreciate you having us on and uh, doing fine. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you, you guys obviously had a tough year, but you did get the first overall pick. And uh, Dylan Gunther, uh, I, I know I talked to a couple people who have seen him play a lot, and, and they praised his shot uh, as, as one of his strongest attributes. But what can you tell us to uh, flesh out his game a little bit? Well, we're really pleased that uh, 
we had the opportunities like Dylan there uh, with the first pick. Um, like you touched on, you're, ne- you're never happy uh, picking first, but once you do have that selection, you do want to keep it. And, and uh, overall with Dylan's game, he's a really smart, high IQ offensive player, uh, really good puck skills, uh, can shoot the puck, and he can score. And uh, he has the ability to play with really good players, and uh, he can make them better also. And he just has a all-around offensive game, and uh, like I said, he's a pure goal scorer. And, and I assume you, you expect at his age he's going to grow and fill out quite a bit as well. Exactly. You know, I think what was impressive for him is he probably grew uh, anywhere from a couple inches this year and still kept the mechanics in his game. And uh, now he's just it's a process, right? Now he has to continue to grow and, and get stronger, and that will take time. But overall, like I said, that uh, he had a bit of a growth spurt this year, and uh, kept his mechanics and coordination and, uh, like I said, uh, showed his talents. Does he play on the same team that that uh, young man Matt Savoy plays for? Exactly, yeah. They're on NAX and they uh, played together and, uh, like I said, they they worked well together and, like I said, I think it uh, showed that uh, he has the ability to play with very good players and uh, they, make, they made each other better this year for sure. All right, good stuff. All right, so you, so you got Dylan Gunther first overall. You had another pick later in the first round, uh, Keegan Slaney. He's a defenseman of Airdrie. What can you tell us about Keegan? Uh, Keegan's an honest hockey player. You know, you're, uh, how do you say, 2018 type of defenseman. He can skate, he moves the puck, he competes. Uh, he competes a lot harder than his size, uh, but very active on the back end and, and good leadership. Uh, had a big leadership role with the Airdrie, Airdrie team that's, uh, won Alberta and uh, unfortunately lost in the final uh, to see fair at the Westerns. But overall, a uh, good character kid that uh, has a lot of leadership abilities and uh, has the ability to skate the puck up ice and move over with a good first pass. Randy, you're you're testing my my memory here of of leagues I, I follow uh, not as closely as others, but that Airdrie team, uh, I want to say that was the one that beat the St. Albert Sabres in the league final where four of the five games went to overtime. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And then obviously the uh, the last one that uh, uh, was a marathon where, you know, it was unfortunate that somebody had to lose because there are two teams that, like you said, the, the number of games that went to overtime, uh, they played each other hard and well. And uh, like I said, it was unfortunate that uh, uh, somebody did have, have to lose because the reality was there's probably both those teams would have rep- represented Alberta very well. Yeah, well, good experience for Keegan Slaney for sure. Okay, so with those two first-round picks, Gunther and Slaney, are, are they in Philadelphia right now? What's going on with that? Yeah, they're actually in Philadelphia along with uh, Matt uh, Smith there, a player we took in the third round. So it's kind of a, it's, it's some type of tournament, that's for sure, because the all-star team that they assembled here is, is pretty talented uh, that is uh, representing Team West there. So, uh, like I said, it's, there's a... There's a High profile and good group of talented kids that are on that team. All right, uh, Randy. I know you also made some trades today. We're not going to go through everyone, but I, I, I you, you quick, picked up a couple of twenty-year-olds, uh, Quinn Benjafield and Vince Lashavo, uh, or Lashiavo. Um, so you added some twenties. Where are you with your with your twenties right now? Are you going to have to make more moves, or how are you standing? Well, that that was the important thing. It, uh, like I said, today was part of obviously the future with the draft is is a huge importance, and then we had the had the chance to also uh, add to the present and uh, adding uh, Quinn and uh, Vinny, uh, we thought was important. We had the opportunity to do it, and basically that puts us at three twenties right now. And like I said, in the twenty year old market, sometimes gets uh, limited, you know, limited as the season goes on or as the summer goes on. So we had a chance to get in on it early and. 
we did, and we felt that uh, adding the experience to our group, uh, you know, will certainly help along with their goal-scoring abilities. Will hopefully create more offense, and I think it's a good opportunity for them uh, to experience uh, coming into a new place, learning to adapt, and taking on a leadership role. All right. Well, Randy, you know, a uh, busy couple of days. Obviously, the awards were. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I, we, I should give you guys a plague here. What, what did the what award did the Oil Kings win again? Uh, the marketing award, and so you know, uh, big congrats to Kevin Murdomsky and his staff. Uh, like I said, they Kevin's very, very, very passionate uh, with his job and uh, what he does. And like I said, it, it was nice to see him and his staff get recognized, and along with our fans. I said we're fortunate we uh, we have some loyal fans and a good fan base. And uh, like I said, it's an Oil King award, but also it's uh, we we still award for our fans also. Okay. Randy, I hope we uh, have more time to talk uh, here during the off season. But uh, thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Good stuff with the draft today. Hey, Reed, anytime, and thank you very much. That is Randy Hans. Check it in, general manager of your Edmonton Oil Kings. And I mean, hey, he summed it up. You never want to draft first overall because uh, that means you're coming off a tough year. Uh, but they get a couple picks in uh, in the first round. Dylan Gunther, first overall, and uh, yeah, plays for uh, NAX. Uh, talking to a couple people who have seen him play great shot, like like a really high caliber shot, very smart as well, pretty good skater, uh, and you know decent uh, size for his age, five uh, eleven around one fifty five, one sixty. So he'll obviously still fill out there as he gets a little bit older. You can get more on the Oil Kings uh, draft by going to six thirty chet dot com. We are hoping. In uh, and we'll we'll see how it goes here, just with availability and and timing. We are hoping to hear from the Eskimos' uh, original or tenth overall draft pick tonight, Godfrey Onyeka, out of Wilfrid Laurier University. We'll try to get him on before uh, before eight o'clock. Dave Campbell and Morley Scott are in the building as well. Uh, the text line here six thirty six thirty. I've got to a lot of text tonight. Uh, thanks for some supportive text towards Stephanie Labbe. That was a, an excellent interview she gave us tonight about her situation, uh, trying out for a men's soccer team in Calgary, making the team, and then being told, well, you can't play because it's uh, only a men's league. Uh, and we were talking earlier today about passwords. Uh, Thomas Dias had that uh, story in his 7 o'clock newscast about Twitter recommending you change your password because some kind of technological glitch. Uh, Chad says, my last password at work was winter 2018. It's now spring 2018. Guess what it'll be next? Well, Chad, I hope none of your coworkers figure out who you are and hack your account tomorrow, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> and Jeremy from Glendon, one of my favorites, says, Hey, Reed, make your password incorrect. So when you forget your password and enter the wrong thing, it will remind you your password is incorrect. And uh, Oil10, who's a pretty thoughtful texture as well, says, Reed, why doesn't the CFL make the CFL draft an event Hold it in a ballroom and have fans attend. The top-rated players and families could be there. Interview the newly drafted players, family, and the GMs. I don't understand if the NFL can get 100,000 people. Can't the CFL get a few thousand to attend? Not impressed with Randy Ambrosi, a lost opportunity to promote the CFL. That is from Oil 10. Uh, that's an interesting question. That maybe has been the first person who has reached out to the show saying that they want the CFL draft to be a bigger deal uh, as Dave Campbell slides back. Oh, by the way, do we know if we're getting Godfrey? Is he on the line? We can get him. We can get him. We can get him on the next five or ten minutes? Working on it. We're yep. working on getting yep. Godfrey. Okay, we perfect. are. Uh, this is great. This is what I love. Live you radio. Try to get people on the show. <laughs> okay, so um, Oil 10, I mean, that's, uh, that's cool. I don't know if we're there. 
I mean, we know what TSN has done for the CFL television-wise, and they've they've made the first couple of rounds a lot more of an event than it used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're at the stage where you could centralize it and get a few thousand fans to go. Yeah, I'm not sure if, uh, if you can do that yet. I think that's a good idea. I would love to see it happen. But unfortunately, I don't know if the league is there yet and, and doubtful. So when you say... You know, when Oil 10 says, Randy Ambrosi missed opportunity. No, I think I think it's smart to do it the way it has been done. Uh, and we're going back to about the 2010 season, I think. That's when we first, uh, when TSN first decided, we're going to just throw the draft on, on TV. And back then it was just the, uh, the first round. Now they're doing the, the first uh, two rounds. And that's what they're doing now and then um, and then uh, you know they'll, they'll have the rest online I believe so you know I don't think the league is there yet I think there is more interest being generated year in year out about the draft and that we're knowing more about the prospects and you got to thank guys way like, more yeah, yeah got to thank guys like you know uh, TSN's Dwayne Ford and Marshall Ferguson with the CFL.ca Justin Dunk with Three Down Nation who you know I talked to yesterday uh, you know we're, we're knowing more and more about the CFL prospects but I don't know if if it makes sense right now to uh, you know rent a, a ballroom hoping that a few thousand fans show up and then, you know, a few hundred fans show up. Um, I don't know if the the league is is quite at that stage yet. So the way it's being done right now, it's a little quirky, but I think it works. Could get a Def Leppard cover band to play. Why not? Pour some sugar on me. (laughs) Are you going to stick around to talk to Godfrey? Yeah, I'll stick around. Or is he he doing a conference call? Do we know? He just just finished up a conference call. So we're hopefully getting. Yeah. So, Kellen, Kellen, if a football player named Godfrey Onyeka calls in, (laughs) we're going to put him on the show. Don't hang up. The the Penguins have just beaten the Capitals 3-1. We'll take a quick timeout inside sports on Jed. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. So, yeah, the Penguins beat the Capitals 3-1. That series tied 1-1. Jets and Predators, game four, two minutes in, no score. Jays and Cleveland tied 2-2 in the bottom of the fourth. Second half of a doubleheader. Earlier, the Jays won 13-11 in 11 innings. Basketball. 128-110, Cleveland over Toronto. The Cavs go up 2-0 in that best of seven. Reed Wilkins at Commonwealth Stadium, joined by Dave Campbell, the producer of this show, and our color analyst for Eskimos broadcasts on 630 Jet. And soon he could be analyzing the performance of this guy, who the Eskimos have just taken 10th overall in the CFL draft, out of Wilford Laurier, Godfrey Onyeka. Godfrey, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing very well. How does it feel to be an Edmonton Eskimo? It feels amazing. What was your reaction when the team took you? <laughs> I was elated. I was happy someone had faith in me and took me. What, what was the process like, I guess, uh, you know, you can even go back to about two months ago when you're going through the combine and you're going through the interviews and then the waiting period and then today. What, what, what has the whole process been like and what have you learned from it? It's been kind of tedious, but honestly, it's been one of the most fun things I've done in my life. And you learn patience, to be honest. Things come with time, right? So you just learn how to stay the course, trust the process, and hopefully good things happen. And obviously you work for it, too, as well. Did you have any idea that it would be the Eskimos, or were you not really focused on what team would pick you? You just focused on being picked? It was a little bit of both. Like, literally no idea it would be Edmonton. 
especially considering the third draft recently. But yeah, I don't know. I just really thought about it. I just kind of hope someone would have faith in me, and I'm, I'm super excited to go to Edmonton. Godfrey, tell us a little bit about your style of play, and I'll ask you, ask you if there's a position in the defensive backfield that you feel most comfortable with. Okay. I'm going to say, if I describe myself in one word, it'd be aggressive. Also, it's like a control group. So I'm very, very coachable. And I know how to play within confines of rules sometimes, but I'm also very skilled around teaching be aggressive or ever asked to get into a tackle or something. It's just something I do excited. And I And the position I would love to play. Anywhere they put me, I think I can accept so I don't have a position where like you're Well Brock Brock Sunderland, the uh, the Eskimos GM says he envisions you as a corner and that you're someone that can play anywhere, uh, safety, halfback, but he envisions you as a corner. W- what about your skill set? Uh, oh, oh he, he's gone. Oh, he's All right. Gone. Well, okay. we didn't have a great connection. All, All right. right. Well, there he was. We got to we got to beat him a little bit. <laughs> now, you can, now you can ask him at training camp when he shows up, and it, it doesn't have to be the same questions. Because he'll be like, hey, I was going to ask you that other night, but uh, we got cut off. Uh, Godfrey Onyeka from uh, Wilford Laurier, that is in Waterloo, Ontario. I know that because I was born there and my cousin works at the university. Not in the football department. <laughs> uh, they did win the OUA title with Godfrey on the roster in 2016. He was a first-team All-Star uh, last year and uh, an All-Canadian in, uh, in football in uh, 2016. So th- this is a, a good athlete, a good player, 6'2", about 200 pounds, bigger guy. So if, if he can, you know, here's the thing with Canadians. You often say, well, you're drafting special teams. Well, fair enough. But if he can actually start or mm-hmm. be the first backup up, the next man up at a couple of positions, then that turns out to be a pretty good pick if, if that's who we can blossom into. I think his versatility is very attractive to the Eskimos, and Brock Sunderland said you know, he can play anywhere in that secondary. And there's been some talk he could possibly play linebacker. Um, and that oh, that's interesting, yes. that position, yes. Because and, and, and being 6'2", 225, I think that would tell you he could play probably either the, the Will linebacker or the cover linebacker side, which is the Sam linebacker, or as the Eskimos call it, a nickel. But it looks like he's going to line up at corner, back up Arjun Colhoun, and uh, I th- I think that's where uh, you know I think that's where Brock Sunderland maybe looks back at the combine and he had good one on ones um, during the one on one sessions and he was able to close. He was aggressive. He's got the speed, um, and for sure. I would say he would definitely factor on special teams. He'd have a shot there as well. That you know, I think it's a pretty reasonable to expect that Goffrey Onyeka may be on uh, special teams pretty quickly in the in uh, on the Eskimos. So, and that's an area they're looking to improve. All right, uh, just catching up here. Where how close are we to another Eskimos pick? Still a few picks away. We're up to uh, where are we? 18th overall. Toronto's going to pick Eskimos. Next pick is 20th. Mark Cordy from the U of A Golden Bears offensive lineman, who's been go- who's been. I mean, he had an NFL day mm-hmm. here in Edmonton, and didn't he go down to the states recently? Or is he there right now? Yeah, he's there right now. He's in New York. He's got two NFL minicamp tryouts: one with the Giants and one with the New York Jets. And the Giants, of course, they 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 bring in 
so Those, many Canadian prospects. Yeah, that's interesting how the Giants have been a team that really has looked at a lot of Canadians. Yeah, and they have a Canadian on the roster, Brett Brett Jones, right. former uh, Calgary Stampeder, former most outstanding lineman. He's their starting, uh, I don't think he's center, he's, he's a starting offensive lineman on that team. Uh, so once in a while it works. But yeah, they bring in a ton of Canadian prospects. So Cordy will uh, we'll get a look there, but he goes fourth overall to the Ottawa Red Blacks, and as you guys were talking about earlier, uh, joins Ed Ilnicki on the Red Blacks roster, so they could have a U of A yeah. connection. So <laughs> we'll wish those two guys the best, as always, except when they play the Eskimos. That's right. And there's another U of A Golden Bear uh, that should get drafted, and that's offensive lineman Justin Lawrence, who uh, I was talking to Chris Morris about him on uh, Monday, mm-hmm. and uh, he had high praise for Justin Lawrence, and Lawrence and Cordy are kind of the same mold. They're very physical, they're, they're mean and nasty, and, and, and very good in, in the run block, and um, so he should get drafted somewhere, too. All right, so the Eskimos will keep drafting tonight. You and Morley will keep covering it, so check uh, your Twitter accounts, the Ched Twitter account, and more on 630Ched.com. And then, what, what are, I mean, we're into May. There's a game, I mean, looking out on this field here at Commonwealth, there's a game here May 27th, preseason game against an opponent from Saskatchewan. So how we're, what, next week is rookie camp and training camp, late well, next week? training camp, uh, the medicals will start on May the 19th. Okay. I don't believe they're having a rookie camp, or at least they haven't announced Oh, they're not yet. doing one this year. I don't okay. believe they are. Because they did the Vegas thing, and that was yeah. kind of for everybody. All right. That's right. So May 19th is medicals. May 20th is the first on, on-field sessions, and then they play a week later against the Saskatchewan Roughriders, then they play six days later in Winnipeg against the Bombers, and their preseason schedule's over, and they'll have an open week where they don't play, but they're going to have to practice. Because the preseason's awkward with the nine teams playing two games It is. It is. And the uh, final cut-down day uh, is on June the 9th. So Jason Moss, head coach, he's going to have these guys working out uh, on this field uh, quite a bit during that week. So um, that's going to be a really busy work week. And, um, and and the fact that you don't have an initial cut down day in camp, like there was a point where you have to cut down to 65 players. You don't have to anymore. Right. You know, you, you it's just one cut down day. You can make cuts, but you don't have a mandated initial cut down day. You just have a final Because they cut used down to day. have a week one preseason yep. cut down, and then now you just have to be down to a certain roster by the end. That's right. So that'll be the next storyline, and that'll be interesting to see if any of these drafts picks can, can make the team yeah and and be there right away and if you base it off last year's team i mean six of eight contributed right yeah and, that's right and you never know what well, the injuries like really said boateng was you know he was an important player steal yeah. of the draft last year hands down curtis stock is going to be on the show tomorrow he tweeted this out i'll release my kentucky derby winner 7 30 p.m friday night on 6 30 He's giving us the winner tomorrow, tomorrow night. What? That's he amazing. Do that? Does he have a DeLorean? He knows Curtis can pick stuff. He's good. He is very good. Curtis Stock will be in studio. We'll have a lot more. Dave, thanks for stopping by. You bet. Morley Scott was here as well. Thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. Thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight. Thanks to Angie and Sean, who set us up here at Commonwealth Stadium. Thanks to the Eskimos for accommodating. My name is Reed Wilkins. Talk to you tomorrow night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.